This series is coming out of a genuine love for the local church. We've served in the local church, and we truly believe that the church at its best is the answer to a lot of the issues facing our communities and the world. Yeah, so just to get it out of the way, we know there will always be problems between light and dark. We know that the world will hate the truth and the life because we saw what happened on Calvary. However, there are things that the church has consistently done and is still doing to harm the witness of Christians. And if we can't be accountable to the cross and to each other, we will continue to reap the rightful judgment of our actions from a sinful world. So let's get into it. Stains on the church. You're listening to the Nick Smith Podcast. Real life, no myth. Where we talk about myths and misunderstandings surrounding life, race, faith, and culture. If you'd like to support the Nick Smith Podcast, rate us on iTunes. Or you can give through our Patreon. And don't forget to share this on social media so that all of your friends can know what you're listening to. Hey, we are your hosts, Nick Smith. And Kylie Joe Smith. And today we are talking all about the cult of Christian nationalism. That is right. So right off the bat, we want to let you know that uh, we are talking about the stains on the church. We are in a series right now. And if you want to know about the rest of the stains on the church, please follow and look at the, those uh, those things. There's a card around here somewhere. Yes. So click on that. Yeah. So let's just, let's just get it out of the way. What is Christian nationalism? What so, is this term that we have apparently come across? You know, it's actually a pretty new term. I mean, new, mm. relatively new, like within the past, um, you know, 50 years or so, wow. but uh, Christian nationalism is, well, we have to define nationalism. Okay. So uh, nationalism is the, the understanding that each um, kind of geographic region should rule itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that geographic region should promote their own identity above everyone else. Oh, so they should be okay. like that nation is the best is the best and is should the be their own priority. And they shouldn't care about anyone else. Like it's, it's about us. You so know it's like I mean? national pride, like having pride in your, yes. in your nation and your it's, country it's, or it's going beyond pride to where uh, not only am I proud of this nation, mm-hmm. but I don't really care about other nations. Mm, Um, And so it takes it to that place Mm -hmm. of we have to serve our own interests first. Mm -hmm. Um, We have to protect our people first. We have to, um, and not only first, but first, second, last, you know, whatever. So it kind of combines that like autonomy, Mm -hmm. independence, pride, um, self-sufficiency. It kind of combines all those things that we as human beings are like, yes, that's my jam. It's it's basically formalized tribalism is what it is. And we talk about tribalism a lot on the podcast, but, but it's because it's so much a part of human nature yeah. and it manifests contrary to the gospel, like yeah. contrary to the kingdom yeah. of God. Even though we do see in like the nation of Israel, the tribes that were formed yes. based on people groups. Yes. But those tribes still work together yes. as the nation of Israel. And yes. so, um, but going back, so that's nationalism. Christian nationalism is this crazy, um, weird, like hybrid thing where uh, Christianity is married to um, the, to this thought of nationalism. And so mm. what you have is uh, a people group, Christians, who believe that their primary identity is as a member of the nation that they belong to okay. and not their primary identity as a believer in Christ, right? Okay. And we know that's contrary to the gospel. Right. And so what it creates is almost this new faith. It's this, it's this bastardized like paganism, Ooh. right? And it, it parades itself as Christianity mm-hmm. when, when really it's idolatry, and it's the idolatry of the state with this kind of blanket mm-hmm. of, well, because Jesus on top oh, of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, I'm an American citizen. I'm a tax-paying, voting, rifle-owning. I'm just using a stereotype there. But um, I, I, do all those things, I have just the right know. to bear arms. And it also, one thing I've noticed, uh, especially in the past 
um, couple of years mm-hmm. is elevating the rights of a citizenship over wow. the responsibilities of Christianity. So well, like, yeah. like if you, and one of our pastor friends actually was like, what is your, what is your greatest right? What's the one right as a Christian that you just love? Like, like the right to die to self. <laughs> like that's a great <laughs> right that we that. have. Like, or, or the right to um, forgive your enemies and right? bless those who curse you. It's a really amazing right that we have. The as right Christians. to, uh, if someone asks you to go a mile to go two. That's a right that, I mean, we yeah. have to, and we the can right exercise that. Cheek. We have the right to exercise those, these, those things with liberty. Like we just have <laughs> liberally complete, yes. like authority to exercise those rights. But Amen. yet in Christian nationalism, those things are viewed as like secondary to the gospel. It's like, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, like forgiving your enemies and like loving those who curse you and all that stuff. It's great. But like, I have the right to bear arms. Yeah, I have the right to defend myself. Don't you myself. dare take my gun. That's my God. And that's the thing we have. That's my God given right. God given right. Um, as yeah. an, And it's always married. It's my God given right as an American yes. to blank, which is not understanding what the constitution says, because that's yeah. that, like we are endowed certain inalienable rights. Mm hmm. Because of our creator. Yeah, which if you don't know, like, yes, the the Constitution only in a nation with uh, Judeo-Christian values could you come up with a Constitution. But most of the constitutional writers were deists. Like, they weren't even Christian by by like the understanding of Jesus is the only way yeah. Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. Like and most of them yeah. weren't into that. Yeah. And if you actually, if you, if we would have been had like been sitting down with these people and had the opportunity ben to ask had them, done Ben had down. done sat down with them. <laughs> if we done been sat down with them, they would not have identified themselves as Judeo-Christian. I mean, um, they would have, they would have fallen in that stream. Cause a lot of them were also Masons and, true, and masonry true. Fi- finds itself um, borrowing a lot of uh, imagery from mm-hmm. the old Testament, mm-hmm. from the Solomon's temple. All this stuff. So and they, paganism. And a ton from paganism. <laughs> um, but so like, yeah, so this idea of, of nas- Christian nationalism, if you ever find yourself saying, it is my God-given right as a whatever country you're in, it's my God-given right yeah. as an American, my God-given right, instead of it's my God-given right as a creation, like as a child of God mm-hmm. to, to be able to live, you know, to mm-hmm. be able to set boundaries. But when you start to marry those images, those identities, um, as your, your faith and your nation, mm-hmm. um, it's a, it's a dangerous thing. And yeah. you start to create a cult yep. of, of nationalism. And, um, a lot of this stuff is, is showing itself more so now mm-hmm. in our generation. This is the most it's ever shown in our generation. Yeah. Um, yeah definitely. And if you don't know what's been happening, then you're crazy. Um, or, you, or you're just out of touch or you were just okay. born. Um, but the image of, um, people worshiping a golden Trump. Mm. Did you see this? What there was this no. is this is weeks old. Tell like, me this is this fake. Is, no, it's weeks old. It was at some uh, some political conference or something. They made like a seven foot tall. I don't know how big it was, y'all. I don't do measurements on the internet. Um, I just saw the picture and I was like, what is happening? But it's this huge golden Trump that was there, and people were like walking by and kissing it and bowing down to it, and like like I'm not making this up. This is I, real stuff. I need a table right now that we're yeah, not using. Oh. Because I need to flip something over. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah, but here's the thing. It would be fine. That would be fine. Not good. Not good. But it, that would be okay if if it wasn't married to Christianity. If you're saying, hey, okay, that's my yeah. faith. Um, okay. Just like in ancient uh, Rome where they had yep. the, where they worshiped the emperor. Uh, yeah. Hey, whatever. You're a pagan. That's what you do. He is God. Whatever. Yeah. But as a Christian, like we can't do that. And unfortunately, what we see in this day and age is the majority of those who are ascribing to this nationalistic pagan idolatry of a person also call themselves 
Bible believing Christians. Ooh, yes. This is the truth. This is this is like factual oh, that most so, people and so true. And there, there's tons of interviews you can go watch them just like candidly interviewing people at Trump rallies, mm-hmm. um, probably at this golden ceremony that they were kissing <laughs> his feet. Whatever was happening um, there. These are people who literally believe mm-hmm. that they are worshiping Jesus mm-hmm. by way of defending and celebrating. A, a president. Person. Yeah, a person. And and Trump, honestly, one thing that he did great is he created. Branding. He, yeah. He created mm-hmm. a cult of personality. Yeah. Beautifully. Where, where it, I mean, even to, so y'all, true story. We were out for a drive <laughs> and we saw somebody with the flag in their yard that said Trump won. Right. This is, I mean, it's been months. It says Trump 2020, Trump won. Honk and it's, for Trump. And it's still flying in this small community out in rural PA. And I was yeah. like. But he didn't like but he whether, lost. whether you believe the because a lot of people are like, well, the election was rigged, whatever you believe. OK, we have a president now who is not Trump. And, so, and the same Bible scripture that we used against people when Trump was elected president. We need to go back and reread it about respecting authority. Yeah. Subjecting like, yourself the to the same yeah. exact scripture that was used as a dagger. Mm-hmm. We now need to turn. Oh, shoot. You know what? I, st- I do have to sit under that authority still. The well, same and, one. Like this just hit me why that verse is so important to keep no matter who's in office mm-hmm. is because it keeps us in the mindset of uh, those things are lesser than like yeah. whoever's in charge. Okay, yeah. whatever. Follow the rules, I guess, mm-hmm. as long as it doesn't interfere with your higher calling yes. of Jesus Christ. Yeah, And because we know that ultimately God has the authority over yeah. all things, over all powers and systems That's um, right. in the world. We know that God has the ultimate authority. And so therefore, yes all right, I have to deal with this situation in the nation that I live in, mm-hmm. but I know that it's not the end all be all, right? What do we tell people? Well, Jesus is still on the throne. No matter yeah. who's in office, Jesus is on the throne. But unfortunately with Christian nationalism, we mm-hmm. have taken the throne of God and we said, no, 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 hold on, hold on. We got to bring it down here because we need to make sure we have our king. We need to make sure we have something in here that we can manipulate yeah. and that looks like us and that yep. sounds like us and thinks like us. That's yeah. the God that I want to worship. Yeah, and it, it's so human it goes all the way back to the mm-hmm. to the old testament to the children yeah. of israel um and give e- us a king well and like <laughs> so the the promise of abraham right mm-hmm. so if you don't know if you go look and uh read the abrahamic covenant right god says through you i will i will bring a seed who will bless many nations yeah like and if you read in the original text it's it bless the world yeah like there's going to be a, a people that comes from you that their responsibility is to bless the world and so Um, instead of exalting their identity as a people group, Mm. what was supposed to happen with the children of Israel, they were supposed to be viewed more as uh, the mechanism that God used to bless the people. Right. And you read through the prophets that the prophet says through the, through the people of the Jews, you're going to have all nations worshiping at the, at the mountain of God. Mm -hmm. Right. All people are going to follow those who know Yahweh. They're going to follow them into the temple, yes. into the presence of the Lord. Yes. Um, but what happened was there was this confusion where Israel mistook their national identity, mm-hmm. right? Their, their boundaries as a state, um, their kingdom, they mistook that mm-hmm. as God's blessing. Yeah. Instead of seeing the, themselves as like, oh, God blessed us in order to bless others. Mm-hmm. Um, they mistook that and was like, oh, God blessed us because we're awesome. And so let's have pride in who we are. And that's, that is literally the exact same thing that America has done. Yes. Has said, well, we, God bless America, right? Yeah. Which is great. He has. And that's a wonderful thing to say. And it's a wonderful prayer to have. But unfortunately we think, well, God has blessed America. 
because yeah. we're so awesome. When we, we forget what a covenant is, it's not contingent on your behavior. Yeah. It's the character of God that leads the covenant and makes the covenant with a people. That's right. And he already has made the covenant with the people. Mm-hmm. And so like we, we've taken that and we've, we've misunderstood it. We've, we've really, like you said, I like the, I didn't like the term, but the term bastardization mm-hmm. of something to marry it with something that's not meant to be with and then create uh, the product of um, a false religion, a false yeah. God, a false deity. And, and honestly, like it creates confusion. It does. And it created confusion back in the day, like back yeah. Old Testament style. It created confusion because it was like, well, yeah. I mean, these people say they're, they're God's people, but they're worshiping in our temples and they're, they're yeah. taking our gods into their homes and they're doing all these things that are really it's kind of our customs too. And so we've done the same thing in the church to where it's like, what, what does the church even really stand for? And what is the purpose of the church anymore today? Yeah. Other than a social gathering of people who all have, who all hate the same people mm-hmm. who all worship the same president who all want to make sure yeah. that nobody takes their guns. Like this is the, the image that is created. And yeah. what is the thing you just showed me this picture? Well, before we get to it, okay, cause yeah. I'm going to, ta- I'm going to talk about the picture. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to talk about oh, the picture. We're going to talk about <laughs> the picture. Um, but no, what you said about confusion, going back to um, when the, the North and South kingdoms were separated, mm-hmm. Israel was separated into Samaria. And um, you're not talking about the North and the South, like the Confederates. No, okay. not talking about them. Just making sure. Um, but uh, I'm spacing out on, uh, old boy's name right now, but uh, the dude who set up the temple in Samaria okay. um, and he set up the golden calves in Samaria. Now I remember in my first reading of that, I was like, Oh, why are all these people? So like, Oh, we're worshiping cows now, but he didn't say, Hey, here's this cow you should worship. What he said was he set up some false thing. He said, no, no, this is God. This is God wants us to worship this. Mm. Like this is how we worship God through sacrificing to this image that wow. we created and it's giving honor to God. And, and so what he did was he created a national identity where the people in Samaria didn't have to go to Judah yeah. in order to worship. And he said, Hey, listen, we're Samaria. We're not going down there. And it created such a confusion that people that thought they were worshiping God were actually worshiping this cow, this Why? false idol that God spoke against so much so that eventually the Jews didn't even associate with Samaritans. Cause they're like, y'all are confused. Y'all crazy. Like yeah. you're over here worshiping and doing all this crazy stuff. But yeah, it, it brings me back to this image of confusion. Y'all yeah. have you seen this picture? I'm going to post it. I'm going to put it up here. Yeah. It'll be Check in this it area. Out. Check it out. Um, it's this picture of a, a Chihuahua cross blue lives matter flag, police dog flag. There is so much confusion in this image. Like, okay. First off, chihuahuas aren't police dogs. Like, let's just start at the most basic. Um, Maybe in someone's reality, I don't think are. this is the. I don't know why someone created. And it's this not image. even a regular chihuahua. It's like a. It's like a medium or long haired chihuahua. Yeah. It's like a. It's a, it might not even be a purebred. I don't know. It could be a hybrid. <laughs> it could be. It could be a mutt mixed chihuahua. Breed. We don't know. Yeah. Okay. But so you got this chihuahua staring at the cross, with the Blue Lives Matter flag, and and I, there's a hand pulling it back. Yeah. So it's behind like, the Blue Lives Matter movement is, is a dog is chihuahuas worshiping jesus like i don't and know who's revealing this to us whose hand is like i gotta pull the curtain back on this one what is this flag saying to us and <laughs> why is the cross on there like what does right. jesus it's have to do with just the dog just the dog and the hand and the blue lives matter flag that's fine it's weird do but it's you want. do yeah. you but don't put the cross on this Get and try to jesus make it off of there and what are, what emotion are you trying to elicit like ah, oh, like only chihuahua lovers can really appreciate this what about dalmatians i'm your, sure there's one with dalmatians your on faith in jesus is only shown by your support of 
Blue Lives Matter and Chihuahuas. And ankle biters. That's it. Like, this is territorial. the Maybe it's a territorial thing. I don't know. Ooh, those that's those good. are little dogs. Are and very they have, territorial. see, we didn't, we, we're, crack, I don't, we're exegeting the that flag deep. right now. It can't we're be exegeting. that deep. Um, so if you haven't seen the flag, go look it up. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. You can buy it. You can buy it. There's, now. Wave I mean, it in front of your house if you want. <laughs> that's your thing. Um, they even have yard posts. You can put them in your yard. Um, but that's but the that's con- the thing. It's it's the same thing. It's like, oh, you're no, no, you're worshiping God. See, it has a cross on it. So it's definitely Jesus. It's like, wait, yeah. but there's so many. There's a political message in here. There's some sort of animal message in here. It's a lot. And there's a weird hand. Is it a wizard? I don't understand. Like, what's going on? It kind of looks like the hamburger helper glove. Like, (laughs) the hamburger helper dude is involved with pulling back. I haven't seen him in a minute. It's been a while. He's been Feed your family and love the dog. I don't know. So, anyway, let's get back on track. Okay, yeah. Getting back to the nation of Israel, right? Yes. What God did when he redeemed the nation of Israel is he redeemed a nation. Mm -hmm. He distinguished them from other people, not because they were supposed to be better than them. No, but he wanted to show that they were holy as he was holy Mm -hmm. in order to draw them into his holiness. The other nations, Yeah. It wasn't to exclude the other nations. No. Um, And so this image of nationalism was not meant. um, It it wasn't the identity that Israel was supposed to have. Yeah. And excuse me, it's definitely not the identity that the people of God are supposed to have now. Yeah. And like it was meant to create a certain type of leader. Mm hmm not just elevate a certain type of people. Like there's, mm, there's a good. differentiation between like, okay, I'm, I want to create a type of people who will lead and who will bless. Mm-hmm. Blessing is not about what we receive all the time. Like there's, there's blessings we receive, but being a nation that blesses all people yeah. was not just like, oh, y'all are going to have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of stereotypes attached to that yep. that we still carry today. But Which we're going to talk about next week. Yes. So and there's, but there's blessing that comes out of the nation that then creates this like constant blessing of the nations. It's yes. this weird kingdom thing that we don't even know how to comprehend on <laughs> it's earth. Weird, right? But one of the very first things that God did when he, he, he saved his people out of Egypt, mm-hmm. I love when he's specific with them about like, you are going to eat bread that is unleavened. Yeah. And I, I was like, man, this is weird. Like, why is God, why is he hating bread? Bread's amazing. It's not the Jesus bread, it said, was the yeast. Yes. Jesus said, I'm the bread of, bread of life. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's the yeast that was the issue. Yeah. And because, and if you look up the history and the culture of Egypt, they were eaten fermented grain. They, they loved, bread they loved that Brioche. leavened bread. You know what I'm talking about? They was like, Ooh, give me that croissant. Give me that, whatever. <laughs> like, I don't even know, but they, they had so much of it. Yeah. And the Israelites had become accustomed to eating that way in that yep. culture. Yep, yep. And when God took them out of Egypt, he was like, I'm not just taking you out. I'm taking some things up out you. You're not going <laughs> to eat like that anymore because that's, that about you? that's not how we're going to do that. That's not who you are. You're not going to be marked by this. That's right. And there were so many things that God continually did to say, hey, we're, this, you don't do this. Mm-hmm. All these people around you, they do this, but you, you're my people. You don't do this. And he that's did right. it to, to show that they are special, not yeah. in this way to, to tote themselves as like, we're better than. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. So fa- let's fast forward, yeah. fast forward through the Old Testament, because we could okay. talk about this for, in the Old Testament forever. Yes. But even moving to the New Testament, we see that Jesus, when he came, uh, even though he came through the people of Israel, he came through mm-hmm. the Jewish line, um, that was to fulfill the promise in order to bless the nations. It wasn't to come through the Jews in order to only bless the Jews. Yeah. And looking at Jesus's ministry, he, he did more miracles and more things for people outside of the nation of Israel. Right. Right. The, the uh, Syrophoenician woman, you see. Um, the, the dude, the commander, you see mm-hmm. like all these people that came to Jesus with faith 
And Jesus even commented, was like, there's no faith like this in Israel. Come on. He was giving people, and this wasn't saying, well, see, the rest of the world's better than Israel. He's saying, listen, y'all, I'm here to save the world. Yeah. Like, it's not about that. And then, like, he tells us that the the kingdom's going to be open to Gentiles, Mm -hmm. which we see that happen in Acts, right? Yeah. So in, uh, sorry, I'm just rambling right now. If you want to jump in, just cut me off. You're good. So in Acts 2, you have um, Pentecost. Mm -hmm. Pentecost, you have Jews from all over the world uh, at that time. Um, who spoke different languages, hearing the gospel, taking the gospel back to those mm-hmm. areas of the world, mm-hmm. right? But it was still a primarily Jewish thing, a Jewish, it was like a sect mm-hmm. of Judaism. Um, and then when you started to see Paul going out into the nations and, and preaching, and you started to see uh, Peter's vision, where mm-hmm. Peter has the vision of the, the blanket coming yep. down and, and God saying, take and eat, mm-hmm. um, you, you start to see that uh, the, the nations are going to be blessed and they are being blessed mm-hmm. through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so, there's no room. There wasn't any room in Israel and there's definitely no room in the nation of, of the kingdom of God for nationalism yeah. apart from Jesus. Yeah. Like and Jesus yeah. is our nation. And one thing that's interesting, like um, breaking down even the naming of nations and how nations are discovered. If we, we look at specifically Christian nationalism in America, that's, that's yeah. predominantly where we see it. Um, one of the things that is interesting is that America was named after a person. Um, Medigo Vespucci. Vespucci. Um, and so, that name of that person has carried over into the name of this mm-hmm. nation. Um, we are Americans, but we understand like, oh, well, there's people involved in this. Yes. And one of the one of my favorite scriptures is that God is not a respecter of men. Mm-hmm. And good. if we look at the establishment of nations, most often, um, other than like the nation of Israel, we understand it is a people, but the establishment of lines that separate nations and mm-hmm. how those are formed, it generally has to do with human beings. That's right. God is not a respecter of those borders. God is no. not a respecter of, oh, well, you're, oh, you're from America. Let me show you the American section of heaven. <laughs> it's tight. Like that yeah. is, that's Starbucks not Starbucks everywhere. Right. Like God is not a respecter of men. And that's so right. therefore we have to understand when we come to the Lord as Christians first, mm-hmm. that is the first identifier. He's not going to care what flag under which we were born or took our first oath or any of it. He doesn't care about those things. It's not in a way of diminishing the value of those cultures, Mm -hmm. but it's in a way of, no, look, your primary identity is in me and it should always be in me. Um, And that's just something I wanted to throw in there with like the delineation of nations and how those are formed. Um, Our primary, uh, primary identity, our primary identity (laughs) should always be in Jesus Christ. if. Christ that alone. is where we are found. Yeah. If. If. And just before, I mean, you guys are probably already angry if you're super like uh, nationalistic. And so that's fine. You can be angry. Um, but I want you to know that we're not trying to steal your patriotism from you. Um, patriotism in a, like can be subjugated under Christianity. You can be uh, blessed by the goodness and grace like that God has poured out on this nation. Yeah. And you can say things like only in a nation that is founded like this, can we have these sort of constitutions? Can we have these sort of laws, these sort of nation Freedoms. states? Yeah, this sort of diversity um, only in a place where God has has sent his Holy Spirit and is doing amazing things. Mm-hmm. Um, do we see the types of, of blessings that we see here? And that's OK yeah. to be like, wow, our country is, is awesome. Like God mm-hmm. has done great things here. Um, but when you start to what you're talking about, primary identities, when you start to uh, flip those primary identities and say this nation is great, that's why God blessed it. Mm-hmm. Or I'm great in this nation. That's why I'm, like you're 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 getting things out of whack. And so. Yeah. Um, before anyone comes like Nick, the Nick Smith podcast, anti-patriotic, um, y'all check our pedigree. We got family serving like currently, right. like we believe in the values of, of honoring 
those in charge. Like there's all yeah. this stuff. You can look it up. Yeah. Um, well, and uh, one thing I'll say, um, patriotism, I think has gotten a bad rap just because patriotism has become attached to Christian nationalism. A lot of times on. you can't be patriotic unless you're being a Christian nationalist. And yeah. I think there's a difference between respecting those who have sacrificed uh, their time, their talent, their treasure, their lives mm -hmm. so that we can enjoy certain freedoms yes. and lifting up the flag that they serve under as, as like monumental. Like I, yeah. I really, I personally have an issue with, um, honoring the flag as though it's a person. Yeah. My issue is honoring the flag above other, like above people. Mm -hmm. Like if you have more issue with the way someone deals with the flag than you do with like someone being murdered in the streets, like that's an issue. That's, that's a gospel. That's a problem. That, Cause the flag wasn't made in the image of God, right? The flag yeah. doesn't carry the Imago Dei. Yeah. The people who uh, live in the nation yeah. carry the Imago Dei. So yes. Um, yes. one of the things we want to talk about just to, as we're, we're wrapping up here mm -hmm. is um, why is this a stain on the church? Like we, we Ooh, realize yeah. it's an issue, yeah. but why is it specifically a stain on, on the church, yeah. big C church? Well, and I want to give kind of an analogy because we've been talking about different stains. So like mm -hmm. we talked about racism being like the pit stain yeah. that you have. And um, we talked about denominationalism last week being kind of like that stain on a rug that eventually diminishes the value of that yeah. rug. Yeah. Well, I, I, th I was thinking about like, what is Christian nationalism if it was a stain? I think of it as that like water damage stain that comes from having water damage in the foundation of a building. Okay. Um, where you just, it, it constantly is um, getting aggravated by the more water and moisture that gets in there. Mm -hmm. It causes a smell. Mm. Um, and eventually the only thing you can do when you have a, a house that is that damaged at the foundation, you have to completely tear it down. You have yeah. to rip out the foundation. You have to start over. Yeah. You may have to put the house somewhere else because that land is no longer good enough to mm. sustain that, Whew. that building. Come on. And so I think Christian nationalism is like that mm. where we have such, we have such a great like building mm -hmm. that we have. We have so many things in this nation. We enjoy, we have things that can change because of uh, protests and rallying. And we have a lot of beautiful things we enjoy as a nation. Baseball, like this is the <laughs> nation of baseball, right? I don't even watch baseball. Um, I mean, it's cool, but it's all right. I don't watch um, um, but, but we also have this foundation that has been really damaged. And I think yeah. we're getting to a place as, as believers in America where we're not going to be able to just keep patching it up. Yeah. We can't just go in and start cleaning things out. We are going to have to um, change some things from the foundation. Understand that the foundation is not the nation, but the foundation is Christ. Um, some of the things that causes stains or this stain does in the global church is it mm -hmm. causes division. Um, yeah. It causes us to think that we're better than other Christians. Mm -hmm. It causes uh, Christians in America to look down on other parts of the world. Y'all, it's crazy. Uh, there are people that are, have bought into this Christian nationalism that are like, we are the best church. We need to send our money and we need to go serve in these underprivileged areas. And you know what? There are people in what you consider third world countries that are sending missionaries to America to bless yep. the church That's here. Right. Not to build buildings, not to... Um, build like schoolhouses, souls saved, but to bring the yeah. gospel yeah. back into the churches. And so, uh, but being a Christian nationalist, we start to, Oh, we don't need their help. We don't need, you know, because you start to elevate your identity in, in your nation mm -hmm. above your identity in Christ. And so yeah. that division yeah. that it starts to, so, uh, separates us and actually starts to turn us back into that, that tower of Babel mm -hmm. instead of mm -hmm. the church of the Pentecost that we actually, uh, are rooted in. Yeah. And it also presents this false gospel that America is the nation by which people come to know Jesus mm -hmm. best. And I think it ties into that a lot because yeah. it's like, Oh, well we, we have Bibles. We have lots of Bibles. Y'all don't have a coffee shop. You in don't your have church. 
then you, you probably know what? don't know Jesus. And, and we, we tend to, to elevate, again, we elevate um, America as like the Christian nation. Yeah. When I just, and I'm, I've said this before, and I know it's offensive. Mm-hmm. America's not a Christian nation. Prove me wrong. It's not. It is not from the foundation to where it is now. It's, yeah. it's just not. You can't have a, you, you can't, you can't a, say that. A nation can't believe in Jesus. Like a, like land can't be like, I swear allegiance to Christ. No. Um, just like you can't have Christian music. The music itself can't. Come on anyway, now. You can have music made by Christian artists CCM. with a Christian, with which, Christian message. This is, this is a whole different thing. It's <laughs> a whole different topic. Kylie done, done opened up a can I'm of sorry. Okay. Um, but yeah. So, another, and yeah. then another reason the, the stain uh, is on the church is because when you start to worship a nation you start and then cover it with jesus it's a thing called syncretism mm. um, and what syncretism is is paganism that's disguised as christianity right it's when you take the form of christianity but you lack the substance you yeah. lack the heart behind it oh is that in the scripture uh yeah it's, wow, in there. Possessing, it's crazy the form of godliness lacking, but um knowledge so the thing is uh it, it stains the the global church because people who are outside of the church they look at that and they see the sham the shell of of nationalism and they say if that's your religion if that's your faith i want nothing to do with it. yep yep um and so how can you reach people in the glo- yeah. in the world when you're so focused on your mm-hmm. boundary lines your yeah. imaginary boundaries yeah and it also sets up america and in this day and age specifically um the american president whoever that may be or mm-hmm. or was whoever it was um as deliverance yes that, like your deliverer you're the one who's going to change everything the for messiah you. The, the anointed one, one. yes and I want to tell you that when we start doing that, we, we are abiding under a spirit of antichrist because Amen. no human being on this planet Come right on. now is able to be our deliverer. So when we start putting a person up as that, yeah. we are operating in a spirit of antichrist because we're denying that there already has been a deliverer. So yeah. we don't want to do that. Another thing is like period. It's just period. gross. It's, it's disgusting. The yeah. porn of patriotism. Mm. Come on. Yeah. Is gross idolatry. And I don't just mean like, ew, gross, nasty. I mean like in the definition. I'm going to give you some words here. It is overall blatant, vulgar, coarse, crude, thuggish. Come on. Locker room. Okay. Tasteless, uncultured, uncultivated, unrefined, unsavory, uncouth, clod hopping, concupiscent. What? What did you just call me? Clod hopping, concupiscent. Philistine. (laughs) I went there. You like the fillers and it's obscene. Oh my goodness. Y'all is, hold on. I need a break. I need to breathe. Oof. I've been saving those words That's a lot for the right. Concupiscent. You just pulled it out of nowhere. It means gross, it's but it's just disgusting. It's so blatantly. Yeah. And, and I, we're saying this, but like, think I want us to like, what does God see when he looks at that? Mm. This is why when the Lord told yeah. us, you gotta, you gotta get this up out of you. I can't yeah. have this among my people because it's yeah. so gross. He can't be in the presence of that. Yeah. And I wonder sometimes for my Christian nationalistic brothers and sisters, how do you expect to say that you walk with God daily in his authority and are doing things by his power when you don't even know what he looks like and you can't identify? Yeah, when he looks the- so much like you, you can't separate your own voice from his. Let, let's get in. We've got one practical tip. Just one. Just, just one. Today. It's a two-parter, but it's <clears> one. You know what I mean? One and two. You, you get it. You'll get it in a second. Um, so practically speaking, how do we remove the stain of Christian nationalism mm. from our church? You want to say it? You want me to say it? You know what? Repent and believe the true gospel. It's simple. So, and it's so simple that it's going to take everyone forever to digest it. So repent simply means turn away, right? It means to... See the thing, acknowledge it is wrong, turn away from it, mm-hmm. um, and then believe the true gospel, 
means you have to know the true gospel. You got to go back to the word. You got to go back to what Jesus says. You have to read the word of God on your own Mm -hmm. and not expect another person to interpret it for you. Yeah. Not expect a pastor to tell you what it means for your life. You have to go, literally have to open the book yourself. It's weird. And begin reading it. It's crazy. Like you I have, wish I had a Bible so I could show you what that looks like. The it's, Holy Spirit will reveal. And, and go to these passages. It says, um, all those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Not all of those who call upon the name of a nation shall be saved, right? Go back and read. What is, what is a Christian? Those who believe in Christ and mm-hmm. call upon him till salvation, like go and read those things and be like, oh, that's my identity. Yeah. That, and so you have to repent from your falsehood, repent mm. from all the craziness <laughs> that you believed. And you have to believe the true gospel of yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's like, that is really it, the answer. Yeah. And it, it is practical. We, mm-hmm. I know we say a lot of times you hear repent and believe, repent and believe. We're talking about literally changing your mind, turning away from what you've believed, renouncing it. Yeah. And then going and doing something physical. Mm-hmm. For yourself that, you, that you'll be able to apply. And honestly, we have more practical tips we're going to we go do. into. We're going to have a more in-depth view of the sin and cult of Christian nationalism. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do this on the inner circle. With our inner circle. Because they up, deserve it. Yeah, Y'all inner circle. If you don't know what that is and you want to become a part of it so you can be in on this discussion, you want to know how can we get rid of this stain? I, I got to go deeper than this. Yeah. Um, you can join at patreon.com mm-hmm. slash Nick Smith podcast. We'll put it down here for you to see. That's right. It's just $2 a month. That starts part us of off. That. You can yeah. even, you can go up whatever tier you'd like. I mean, we have some that are doing, I mean, they're, they're in triple digits. A month, and, so. and here's the other thing. Not only do you get more content, but we also have little thank yous for whatever tier you join at. And so, um, please go and check us out. Um, but yeah, we hope you've gotten content or gotten value from this content. We hope that something we've said has blessed you. And if it has, tell somebody about the Nick Smith podcast. Yes. This has been the Nick Smith podcast. We hope you've gotten a dose of real life. No myth. Be Be blessed. blessed. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Nick Smith Podcast. We are so glad that you joined us, and we hope that you'll consider subscribing so that you can tune in each week. Don't forget to rate and share this podcast. And if you haven't already, follow us on social media. If you want to be a part of our family's mission to entertain, educate, and empower others, please consider becoming one of our Patreon supporters. Exclusive Nick Smith merchandise is available to you through our online store at www.nicksmithpodcast.com.